Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Big Joel Show. Uh, today is is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I've got a millennial sitting uh, to my left, and uh, I know that's a sexy word. It could be a negative word, a positive word. It depends. But if you sell anything uh, and you are selling to what the world calls a millennial market, you should definitely pay attention today. Um, we're going to be keeping it in the mortgage and real estate realm today. So you real estate agents that are trying to work with millennial buyers and you loan officers out there that are doing mortgage financing for millennial buyers, you should really listen up. Um, and I want to give you just a little bit of background. So Josh Brown sitting to my left here, Josh, wave to the camera. Yes. Hello. There's Josh Brown. Um, Josh, how old are you? 28. There you go. 28. Boom. Right in there. Um, uh, Josh and I work together. We'll give you full disclosure. He handles a lot of the PR, marketing. He does lots of cool stuff for me and my company. Um, And so we've had a working relationship for at least a year and a half, but we've known each other for even longer. I met Josh when he was an undergrad at GW. Um, Josh is the president of DP Strategies here in D.C., which is a political marketing. How would you what would you want to call it? Uh, We're storytellers. We work with businesses, big and small, educational institutions and political campaigns. Okay, And started really cut his teeth, stayed here. He's from Chicago, but stayed here. From a on on a political bent for yes, sure, absolutely. Um, and uh, so Josh recently, um, it, when we reconnected and started working together, he had already purchased a condo in in DC in Washington DC proper. And recently, Josh started to look for a new home for him and his bride. When did you get married? It's not even a year. Is it a right little over year? a year ago, Labor Day last year. Okay. Uh, for Josh and his wife, his new wife, they have no kids yet. You do have a dog. You have a dog, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So they, they do have a dog. Um, and uh, he had purchased a condo. He's in the condo, cool condo in D.C., in a cool, sexy, hip area. And uh, he started looking for a, you know, home that he's probably going to call his own for a while in a certain area and the whole bit long story short is he started this process now those of you that know me that are listening know that i got in the mortgage business in 1989 i've been involved in tens thousands of transactions um on the mortgage side i've been teaching mortgage people for 20 plus years i've been teaching agents for 20 plus years but wait for it. I actually live in the Washington, D.C. area, and I know a lot of people here, and I really know the market very well. And Josh started looking for a house and didn't even mention it to me. It's true. <laughs> Which started, you know, those of you out there, they're like, wait a minute. Why would Josh not have said, hey, Joel, <laughs> I'm about to look for a house. You know a little bit about this. Can, you know, can you help me? You know, can you help me with the process? Can you lead me through the process? Which was my first words to him after I was done being completely in shock <laughs> that he didn't call me. I was like, wait, what? And and at the stage he did call me is, is really funny because he had already um, – uh, talked to a lender, sent all of his paperwork into a specific lender, uh, gone down that path. He'd chosen a real estate agent at that point. Um, And we had a hilarious conversation because um, I haven't done a mortgage loan in, in a while, but it took me, I think, within how long did it take me? Was it five minutes, 10 minutes of me Not asking you questions? I had a list of red flags on his transaction 
literally within, I would say, 10 minutes to the point where Josh is, by the way, a very good listener. Um, but I could feel through the phone the wow. OK, uh, he's asking me a lot of stuff that nobody else asked me because the stuff that you asked me, no one else asked me before. Not a single mortgage loan officer I talked to. So so, you know, those of you that are fans of the Big Joel show, uh, you know, I have all kinds of different guests on here. I have a lot of mortgage and real estate people. And, and we're in the podcast studio today in D.C. And Josh is like, Joel. Let's do a podcast, me and you, and I want to share my experience as a millennial home buyer because I think it will really help your clients and actually other millennials or young people that are looking to buy something. So that's why Josh Brown is sitting here with me today. I thought it was a great idea, and I think this podcast will be will be very valuable on many levels for a lot of people. So Josh, you know, there's all these articles written. Okay, on millennials, on young people. So it's all this, oh, if you're not doing business with millennials, you're going to go out of business. You have to know how to work with these people, right? There's, you know, if you hire them, you have oh, yeah. to know how to hire them. If they work for you, you have to know what you, you know, certain things. It's like you guys are some, you know, alien species. Yeah, exactly. And you have to like be an expert. I'm surprised that there's no company yet certifying people to work with millennials. <laughs> you know, I have a millennial certification. You know, I'm surprised that that's not happening. Tell tell everyone um the 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 back what is in your head? The first thing I said to you, Josh, I'll never forget this. Josh Buying a house is not like shopping for a widescreen on TV. No. As as much as you want to think that, there's so much more going on than pricing out a widescreen and picking the lowest one. Tell me how you start. What's your thought process so when you this start? This is how millennials think, and I'll okay. just do a little bit of a backstory. Okay. I remember sitting in the library at my high school when Google started getting big, and I was with my friends, and Gmail just came live. And when Gmail first came live, it was invitation only. And I remember when my actually friends, remember that. I yeah, remember one of my that. friends yeah. got an invitation, and sent it to me. So like, that's us growing up. We're used to searching for things and having all the world's information at our fingerprints. And we are the first generation, really, that has had that ability that has grown up with all of that information in right at your right, fingertips, right at our fingertips. And we have had it drilled into our psyche. This is how we operate. And it's a lot easier for us to go look something up on our phone than go and ask you. It's a lot easier for us to go on Wikipedia, to go on Google, to search wherever we want to search and find out information. Not only is it faster, but we also found that we can find better information than Asking old folks like you. Mm -hmm. So if you want a new pair of pants, we know what you're doing. Sure. Okay. You want to buy a TV? We know what you're doing. Sure. You want a new puppy? We know what you're doing. We spent a lot of time on all those <laughs> websites looking at so many profiles of so many dogs. And you know okay. what? The one we found, we didn't even actually see online. So in your mind, of course, oh, need to buy a house. Okay. I'm going to do what I always do. Right? And there are a lot of platforms out there that make it easier for folks like us, the Redfins, the Zillows of the mm -hmm. world, where we can see every house that's available, the price point, the numbers of bathrooms, bedrooms. We can see the pictures. What do we even need a real estate agent for? 
da dum dum. We're, we're going to get there in a minute. But I remember <laughs> that when I was growing right. up, I remember my parents moving into a little bit larger house when our family crew. I shared bunk beds with my brother, which I always loved doing. I don't know how much he loved it, but I always loved the bunk beds. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the pillow talk. Uh-huh. And when the real estate agent came over, she had all these pamphlets of all these different homes and real physical pictures that she like went to Walgreens and printed out and showed my parents and showed us all these different homes. And then my parents trusted the real estate agent to say, here are the different homes that are right for you. Let me take you around. Today, my wife and I can go on Zillow, can go on Redfin and see a gazillion different homes and we don't need the real estate agent to show us those homes. So we didn't start the process by finding a I mean, real I'm estate agent. It. You didn't think you needed the real estate agent, right? But <laughs> no, no, we knew we needed a real estate agent because the system is set up that you can't get into the homes without a real estate agent. We can see pictures and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. But for both the condo we purchased and this home, we started the process looking at homes we liked, calling up the listing agents for those homes. And then the it just so happened that listing agents that we hit it off with for homes that we were interested in ended up being the agents that we chose. So, you know, a, a very, really interesting fact, uh, millennials, if you're listening, uh, fact you're paying for a buying agent, whether you use them or not. It's already in the listing fee. You're paying a whole lot of money. When I when I talk to young people and they tell me, "Oh, I just did this great deal," and, I, and they tell me how they did it, and I'm like, "Okay, cool. Do you did you have a did you have an agent representing you?" And they're like, "Well, why? I don't need an agent." And I'll say, "Well, you know, you paid for it anyway, right?" And they're like, "Wait, what?" And I'll say, "Well, yeah. What'd you pay for the house?" And they'll say, "Oh, I paid uh, five hundred thousand for the house." I'm like. Okay, cool. So when you wrote the offer, you wrote it for four eighty five, right? And they're like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, "Yeah, because there's three percent in there that was going to the buyer's agent anyway that you just paid anyway." They're like, "Wait, wait, wait, what? What do you mean?" I'm like, "Yeah, it was already in there." So yeah, if you if you paid four eighty five, okay, good, you 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 got a great deal. If you if you paid five hundred, it's already in there. Why would you not use a buyer's agent? Why would someone not be representing you? The transaction. Why would you not want someone to help you? You know, through the whole thing, they just kind of look at me and they're like, "Uh, wait, what?" So you just kind of prove the point. You know what 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 people do now. You know what's interesting is Josh said to me. You kind of said it. It was really funny. You're like, "Well, I shop." You know, I I check this. I'm like, Josh, you you. Every single person can lie about anything they want to lie about. This is a very emotional, people based thing. You need to really trust these. People, just because someone says, I will sell your house for this, that doesn't really mean anything. And it's interesting that probably the dynamic that I went through is probably not too uh, dissimilar to a lot of other people. That when we bought our first condo, my wife and I were not yet married. And we were trying to find a place while she was traveling for work. She was gone three, four days during the middle of the week. And we found a real estate agent that I really hit it off with. But my wife did not hit it off with this lady. And the biggest mistake we made is I saw all the shit houses. I looked at a gazillion houses with this agent. And for the condo market in D.C., there is so much inventory. So I was able to see a lot of stuff. And my wife only saw the best of the best. So my wife's perspective is, number one, I don't really trust this lady to begin with. And number two, 
all these houses that I'm seeing look great because she's staying the best of the best on the weekends. Well, I'm just going to wait around for the most amazing Taj Mahal at an incredible price because this is what I think it all is. So as we were looking for our new agent, because the last agent literally significantly upset my wife, I think at one or two points probably made her cry. Why? Because my wife felt that she was bullied by her. Why? I think that the agent uh, was thinking, I have a good relationship with Josh. This all makes sense to Josh. But because Alexa was not learning the things that I was learning as we were going and looking at these different houses, Alexa was coming in with no real knowledge information. This, This agent was not referred to you, correct? No. Okay. So the relationship piece really wasn't there. It was built she One had no relationship and distrust from the beginning, and Alexa just did not like this lady. What um, – when you start the process in your mind, okay, and I tell agents this all the time. I don't care about all the technology online. I don't care about any of that stuff. Everyone can use that all night. You can sit up all night long in bunny slippers looking at houses. But when you're ready to go, you need to call your person, not the listing agent in there, your person, your person that you trust that's going to represent you. So So, you can go do all the shopping you want as a millennial, go crazy. But when it's go time for the biggest transaction of your life, then let's go get our person. Okay. So I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for saying this. So we called a friend that we really trust and referred us to... A mutual uh, – someone that we met before that's good friends with her who works at a big real estate company here in town. Mm -hmm. She was uh, maybe a few years older than us but about the same generation of us. Um, We have a lot of mutual friends with this lady and she is at the top of all the rankings for real estate agencies, see all that shit. My wife did not want to use her as our listing agent. Because she and as your buyer's agent, as our buyer's agent, mm-hmm. excuse me, because she was afraid that she couldn't be honest with her, that she would want to win her over as a friend, and wouldn't feel comfortable and safe saying, "I just don't like this" or "I don't feel comfortable with that." So I think it's actually a good lesson that the person we went with was someone who was significantly older than us and male. And had a deep set of experience, but my wife didn't feel threatened by her. And I think it's – maybe it's a male-female dynamic. But for a lot of people out there, we're not just looking for millennial agents. A lot of of people think, well, if I just send another millennial your way, well, you'll connect from millennial to millennial. Maybe you'll do some geography like on Facebook by mutual friends. I don't find that at all. That's very rare. You'd be surprised the amount of times when we're shopping for something – Something, you know, a little bit more expensive where we're dealing with an actual salesperson. They'll send the token millennial our way. And they'll think, well, millennial will speak millennial. We want the expert and we want someone who's going to make us feel comfortable and someone who really knows what they're doing. The agent that we chose is great and he made both me and my wife feel really comfortable. And that's something that you can't research. That's something that you can't find on the internet. It is so invaluable. So – What would you tell a millennial about to embark on buying a house all the way through the process? Because you didn't pay cash. You needed a loan, mortgage loan. 
what would you tell a millennial on how to start the process? So I would start the process with saying who are the key stakeholders involved with the purchasing of the home? Is it just you? Is it you and a spouse? Is it you and potentially a parent or a family relative? For the case of me, it was me and my spouse. We had to get roughly on the same page of what we were looking for. And when we started the process, we really didn't know what we were looking for because we didn't quite know really what we could afford. And that's and that's a very big piece right now. So, you know, lenders for years and years and years, eons, have tried and tried and tried to get in front of the consumer first Um to get them pre-qualified so they know what they can buy, so they're not out looking at things that they can't buy or that come with a payment, a mortgage payment that you don't want. Even if you could afford it, it might be too high. You might not Correct. want it. And But yet what happens is mentally, it's when you think about, hey, I want to buy a house, now you just go online and you start looking. So you're in that house piece first and then you end up talking to an agent first. And if the agent doesn't refer you to a very competent, really good lender, and you don't comply, meaning you don't cave, you don't say, okay, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I do. I don't want to look at $800,000 houses if I can only afford $700,000. I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, you know, which, which, again, from what you dis- discussed at the beginning, that's kind of anti the way your brain is working a little bit as a millennial, even when it comes to the mortgage, Right. Tell for, me what you're thinking there. Yeah, for our first condo, we found the house and then I think we put in an offer without even speaking to a mortgage professional. Which, by the way, is total insanity. Correct. Whoever even let you do that should be unlicensed. <laughs> but the condo wasn't that expensive and this was three, four years ago when it was really easy to get credit. So it was not an issue. But this time around, we knew this was going to be a more expensive house. You're going to have to figure some things out and as we're looking ahead to other expenses, the first thing we did is we went into our bank. I know you're going to say, don't do this, Josh, but (laughs) I actually think this is valuable. We went into our Bank of America branch and we talked to their mortgage person there. Now, do you think that that is something that makes sense? That's, That's a millennial brain. That's a young person's brain that is not call it educated to the process at all, is that a very natural thought? Oh, I bank here, I'll go ask them? Yeah, I think so. And I think that it allowed us to understand kind of the ballpark of what we were looking at. But a lot of these people who work at the Bank of America, Wells Fargo, PNC, they're not the cream of the crop. So they weren't prepared to ask some of the questions that we needed to the Questions asked. I asked in two minutes? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is that most of us have no real education on this process. We don't understand how the mortgage process works. We don't understand how the real estate process works. We can know what we know. We can know what we see on Redfin or Zillow. But beyond that, how the heck would we know these things? And I think what is the difference between the agent we currently have and the agent we had last time is that he explained, took the time to explain everything to me and most importantly to my wife and made her feel comfortable. So 
it's interesting. This is this is uh, it's very interesting what you're saying right now. So you're saying on one hand you want to do everything yourself, and you you're preconceived, you're wired to do everything yourself. But having been through the process now, you are very clearly saying, please sit down and explain it to us because even though we think we know. You don't know. We don't know. And and again, if you're running a business out there, uh, if you're in the mortgage business or the real estate business, and you're running a business and you are working with young people, do not buy into the false bravado, the text only mentality, the I will not speak to you mentality. I will text only uh, or whatever kind of technology game that's being played in your you're you're hearing right now from someone who's just gone through this process and you know has some battle scars from it. Um, the thing, please sit us down and explain it to us because even if you think we're acting cool, like we don't want to know, we actually really, really, really want to know. And we're going to pretend like we know what we're talking about <laughs> because we have no way of knowing that we don't know what we're talking about. And it's also really important that you make yourself available. For the time that works for us, most millennials work in a professional set that work in a professional setting that are looking for the type of properties that the listeners of this show may be selling. These are folks who cannot do nine to five Monday through Friday. So if the only time you're making yourself available to meet is nine to five Monday through Friday, if I am trying to meet you during my lunch break, I'm going to be looking at my watch or looking at my phone saying, I know I need to get back to the office 30 minutes from now, 45 minutes from now. I am not going to have the type of conversation that leads you to succeed. But the folks that met us on the weekends, that met us on the evenings, it was a completely different dynamic. So, you know, from 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 talking to you and talking you through this process. If I'm a if I'm a lender or or, or I'm a realtor and a real estate agent and I want to stay in front of you because I want your business. The the one of the number one messages is, hey, you you I will earn your trust. You're yes. gonna trust me. I'm going to take the time to explain everything to you so you know. Now the other piece is that that referral piece. Now this is what's so interesting everyone this is really interesting so josh has access to me like i'm engaged with his company i pay him to do stuff for me he knows exactly what i do and he knows the level that i do it at and he knows the people that i know he also knows that i'm from i'm a fourth generation washingtonian he also knows that my whole business was built in this area and yet yes he did come to me he did but he didn't come to me right at the beginning, which is really interesting. So if I was doing loans or selling real estate, I would be thinking to myself, what did I do wrong that I didn't get him to come to me right away? Why did he have to go through whatever minor pain he went through? And he was in minor pain and there was he still had bravado eight to nine minutes into the conversation. It took me at least 10 minutes to crack him. For him to go, okay, finally say, all right, fine. I don't know what I'm doing. 
okay, let's go. <laughs> you know, all right, what's what's wrong with this? Because it's wired in our generation to try to do everything we can so, to figure it out first. So, 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 everyone hear that? It's wired in his generation to do everything in their power to figure it out first themselves. So. It's funny. A lot of people, you know, a lot of millennials take a lot of crap for being slackers. But what you're doing is you're debunking that right now. Even the biggest quote unquote slacker is still wired the same way you're wired. So as a real estate agent, as a loan officer, as someone selling any product to these people, think about this for a minute. Take this to heart. Understand this. So you can provide value and be in front of these people the right way. For example, you know, hey, I know you want to figure it out for yourself. I get it. Go ahead and do it all. When you're done, I want you to call me. We're going to sit down. But get it out of your system. And can I also talk about a mistake that an agent that we spoke to did? Sure. Trying to think that they understand millennials. They sent us an email with a thousand links in it. It was a long email with a million facts and questions. Here's a bunch of videos. Here's understanding the real estate process. And you know what? That was kind of annoying to me. I clicked on a few of the links. I saw how great they were. But I didn't want to read all that stuff they were saying. I'm going to do my own research. I'm going to find my own independent sources. And then when I'm ready to talk, I want a face-to-face conversation because I don't know the questions to ask. I need you to help me understand what to be asking. So interesting, you know, a lot of real estate agents, you know, they have lots of training and they have lots of different cool things that they buy. And there's a lot of, you know, video is sexy and, you know, all that stuff is sexy. And you know, they want to delegate as much stuff as they can. And what this millennial is saying to you all out there right now is that no, if you're delegating any part of the beginning, it's going to be a problem because we don't understand. We're faking like we do, and we really don't. And really deep down, we want to. We just need to trust you. And let me say one more thing. It's really important to make yourself available right away from the beginning. Do not delegate anything out. And even if you can't take our phone calls, just shoot us a quick text. Even if it's one of those automatic responses on the iPhone where it's a quick text back saying, sorry, I can't talk right now. That goes a long way to us. We're used to the having an app where we can get the information right away. We can get a response right away. So every minute that you make yourself not available, it's okay if you're truly not available at this time, but every minute you just leave a voicemail sitting there, you leave a text message sitting there, you are potentially losing us. Well, and you know, it's funny because there's all these protocols, right? With texting and dating and emails. Just go social for a minute. Forget about buying a house. The younger generation, I cannot believe I just said that, by the way. I mean, I, I feel like I'm 23, but the, the, there's protocols, right? Someone texts you. If you text back right away, it means one thing. If you text back in an hour, it means something else. If you text back the next day, it means something else, right? It's like, well, ever, do you know you got the text, right? I mean, they know you have it. <laughs> They know you saw it. And so and so basically, you know, what you're saying, what you're telling people um, selling products to a millennial is, 
your response um, is dictating a lot about how your relationship, because the way you're pre-wired, those protocols are already in your head, even with your friends. We right? want to be. We want others to treat us the way we want to be treated. That's what it comes down to. So if we would find it rude if we reached out to someone. If I was trying to do business with you, and you reached out to me, and I didn't get, you left me a voicemail, and I didn't get back to you for twenty four hours. Maybe in your generation, that's okay. But for me, it would be rude if I didn't text you or sh- send you a quick email saying, "Hey, I'm in meetings all day, but I'm going to get back to you here." And, and and you know, the part that's interesting too is you know the educated. I'm going to I'll coin a term here on the Big Joel Show: educated bravado. The educated bravado of I got this. I know what I'm doing. This is just like buying a TV. This shouldn't be a big deal. Um, cracks very quickly when the trust is earned. Yes. And and so yes. just to give a, just a crazy example, Josh should technically trust me. He shouldn't even be cross-checking me. I mean, me. He just shouldn't. But he did anyway by accident. And literally, I think it took me about eight minutes to when he finally broke, when he called me. There was eight minutes where he was not being rude at all to me, but he was still in, hey, look, I know what I'm doing mode. Like, why are you asking me these dumb questions? I could hear it in his voice, like, stop, enough already. I just want to get to my question. And then finally when he cracked, I could hear him saying to me through the phone, okay, uh-oh, all right, okay, mm-mm, okay, I'm smart enough to just realize, all right, I do not know what I'm talking about. Okay, and now I'm smart enough to take a seat and go, okay, tell me. Right, Where we spend most of our time in understanding this process and looking at it. Okay, let's start with the whole, what is it, on the HGTV channel? What is the show with there where they're finding the different homes? I don't know. Whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. That, my wife spends a lot of time watching those shows where she sees that, okay, they go to one, two, three houses. They pick their favorite house. Boom, bada, bing. It's done. It's easy. We're led to believe this is an easy process. We would have no way of knowing it's more complicated than that. Now you now you realize why it's been so hard to automate the mortgage piece. <laughs> because there's so many moving parts, even for someone putting a large down payment down, somebody with perfect credit like yourself. There's still so many moving parts. And, and you need people in the middle there you know, helping through. So Josh, I'm looking at the clock right now. Um, so, you know, big takeaways. It's, it's interesting listening to this. I'm letting it sink in myself uh, right now is that I want to use that term again, because I think it's a great term. What did I say? The bravado or the educated bravado, mm-hmm. educated bravado, very, you know, smart people used to doing things on their own, looking things up, Finding out how to do stuff, you know, do it yourself, the DIY or whatever it is, do it yourself. You know, there's an app for that. I can see that on YouTube. I'll figure that out on YouTube. (laughs) There's no YouTube video out there, you know, here's how to buy a house. I mean, they're probably out there, but they're- They're a gazillion, but they're not very helpful. That's right, which which is interesting. Um, And it still does come down to the people factor. Buying a home, again- Top three most stressful things in life, death of a family member, divorce, buying or selling a home. And so if you think that, you know, these millennials, uh, you know, are, are taking that attitude when it really gets down to it, um, I think you're wrong. And I think if you 
educate them. If they know that you know how they're thinking, which is huge, you know, to, to, to start when you're talking to a Josh Brown, hey, look, I just want to start with, after you go through all your stuff, I've been selling real estate for 25 years. I've been selling real estate for three years. It doesn't matter. Thank you so much for calling me. I'm really, you know, this is going to be so great. I can help you. By the way, let's just get something on the table. I know that this is how you want to do this. I get that this is what you're going to do. So if you want to do it, I'm good with it. I want you to go ahead and do it. Tell me how long it's going to take for you to do it. And let's set an appointment for like right at the end of that. So when you're done and you've got it, you've, you've looked at everything, let's sit down so you can ask me every question you have about everything you've read. I'm going to push back on that for mm-hmm. a second. Yeah, go. I think you should start right from the beginning and differentiate yourself from the competition. I think you should say, I know it looks easy. I know that you could go on Redfin or go on Zillow and see all these houses and then click the mortgage calculator and find out some information and see the monthly payment and compare that to what you're paying in rent right now. But I'm going to walk you through some of these things that a lot of people don't know. Would you believe it? Would you believe it if someone said that to you? Or would you still be skeptical? I would absolutely believe it if they start saying things that I truly did not know and would not know to ask. The the other thing, people, as we're at the end of time here, is you you all are in a referral business. Um, Probably the number one way to do business with anyone is through a trusted referral. So I can tell you right now without having to go long into it with Josh because we're, we're, we're out of time. Um, you know, if I asked Josh, Josh, what would you have said if you had a, you know, referrals coming in steaming in hot from one of his good friends that just went through the process and one of his good friends said, Josh, talk to this guy. This is, it's done. He would have been like, let's go. There wouldn't have been, there wouldn't have been the whole beginning would have, would have never happened. So, you know, uh, you know, that piece is huge going at this generation cold is a pretty hard thing to do much harder than in the past so uh hopefully you got some good value out of this today it's uh, interesting to hear josh uh, josh's perspective i think his perspective represents his generation pretty uh pretty well um anyone in his age range that is looking to purchase a home and not pay cash for it, so they're going to need a mortgage as well. We didn't get deep into all the nitty gritty. This we could do this. We could this could be a five hour podcast, by the way, and we would fill the whole thing with the nitty gritty of all the little mistakes he made going through, questions he didn't I ask. A lot. Yeah, he learned a lot, and I know because I became a sounding board as soon as he realized, uh oh, then I knew what was going on. So. Thank you uh, for listening today. Hopefully, uh, you're, you're going to get a lot of great nuggets out of this. And this ends another episode of The Big Joel Show. See you soon. Thank you for listening to The Big Joel Show today. Uh, if you liked it, I would love uh, love it if you left a comment on iTunes. And if you want more information about me and what I do and my podcast, please go to BigJoel.com. <laughs>